Okay, let's begin Parshas Kisisa, Tavshin Pei Gimel, as we uh, get into the Chet uh, Egel and uh, related issues, and hopefully we'll have one thought about uh, Parshas Parah at the end. But uh, first, there's what to talk about, uh, and that is Shitas uh, Rashi. We'll start off with. Rashi, in the beginning of the Egel, where the story of the Egel, Rashi tells us, Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Yudchas, as we know in these two very long alios at the beginning, because we want to give it to a Kohen and a Levi, the whole story of Chet Egel, because they did not participate, says the Rashi, Vaitena Moshe, Ein Muktam Umu'ucha Batorah. According to Rashi, Parshas Kisisa, comes um, not in the chronological place that it's supposed to uh, supposed to be, and Parshas Kisisa is is uh, really meant before Truma and and Tetzave. Many days it was before. Rashi goes through the whole uh, math, and then 120 days later was uh, was Yom Kippur, right? For three times uh, 40 days, the right? The whole discussion of uh, of that. So if you put it in that context, if you think about it for a minute, so Chayta Egel happened, and right after Chayta Egel, right? Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. The, for the third time after being on our Sinai for 120 days on Yom Kippur, and the next day starts Nidvas HaMishkan. And the next day starts thinking about the Kalim and the Big Day Kahuna. So if you look in the Sefer Hamudi Daniel, Rabbi Stein, he puts together a number of sources which discuss this idea. And that is, if you think about it, maybe we don't always... So the Mishkan comes right after the Egel, and there are many Midrashim that the Mishkan is a Tikkun for the Egel. But what about Aaron Akoin? So Aaron Akoin is going to have a major role in the Mishkan, right after Chet Egel. Right after Aaron's participation in the Egel, that's what leads right into his position as the Kohen Gadol. So how are we supposed to understand that? What's the message? You know, often... A number of times, Chazal tell us that Aaron Akoin felt bad. Not 100% clear Aaron Akoin's participation. He tried to stop them, and he saw what happened to Chur. He understood from what, who was uh, killed in front of him. Uh, but it's interesting that, that you know, to think about it in that context. Right when Moshe Rabbeinu finally gets forgiveness, Aaron, you're the one. Says the, here he quotes in the Chadud Daniel. First he quotes on the bottom right from the Chassam Sofer. Some so far based on a chovos halavavos. Shelof amim moel letzadik avera achas sheasa yoser mikol mitzvosav. Sometimes there can be more of an effect, more of a hashpa'a on a tzadik from one fall that he has, even more than all the mitzvahs that he does. And it doesn't only apply to a tzadik. It apply to any of us. You know, it, one mistake, one misstep, we see that in life. Sometimes one mess up somebody somebody uh, does, one error somebody makes in a game that could override years and years, right, of of success. Lufamim one avera more than all mitzvah. because through that hate we are humbled, we are lowered, we recognize that we're not in charge and we're not God's gift to the world. Umitamzet maybe that's what led. Arna Cohen, whatever it was, however we understand Arna Cohen's participation in the Egel, that could re- could lead right into the Bidyan Amishkan. Aaron was Nikshal somewhat. Why? Because through that he could have the Kenia, the humility that helps make him into the Manig along with Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's what it means, uh, of course, a pasuk in, uh, in Malachi, the Hulu, about Taurus Emes to Ahaisa Befiu, Varabim Heshem Yavon, and the Gemara says, Even when I give you greatness, you make yourself small. And the Psukim are quoted, Nasati Gdula Avraham, Avraham Avinu says, Vanochi, Ofer Vaefer. Moshe and Aaron, Vinach Numa. David, Anochi Tola'as Velo Ish. Right, all of the greats, whenever they are, the, the greatest people that we have in our Tanakh are the most humble people. 
right? Avraham and Moshe and Aaron and David, right? All three. And he says, That might be the, the reference in the Pasuk and Malachi, Torah's emes, yivakshimi piyu, this idea of humility, of afer, uh, and of, of ama, and of, of tolas, that's maybe what the, uh, Navi was referring to. But then he continues, maybe it's even deeper than that. It's not just, oh, our own, was made to be feel small and humble because even he wasn't perfect. Okay, nobody was perfect. Even Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't perfect. But maybe if it's even more, it's deeper than that. Maybe in a more Hasidic realm. The bottom of the bottom of the middle column. Now the Gemara tells us in Masechah Zavodah Zara, Amr Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, Lo Asu Yisrael Asa Egel Elo Litein Pischon Pele Balei Tshuva. Harei shalonechju bnei Yisrael va'aron b'chete egel meritzon amel balkarcham k'di lahadreches haboim achreim b'darki atshuva. What exactly does this mean? Right, that we we really didn't do the egel. So the the the, the simple idea that not the simple idea, but how some of Farshim explain this gemara is that we usually have a special siyata d'shmaya that helps us in our avodas Hashem. Without that special siyata d'shmaya, we would never be able to conquer the eight zaharas that surround us. That was removed in the days of Cheta Egel, so that forevermore Am Yisrael could look back and see an entire nation having done something wrong and being forgiven by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, paving the way for Bali Tshuva. It doesn't mean that our hope of Hirachavshes was taken away. It's very difficult. Then how could that be a model for Tshuva then, if we didn't have a Hirachavshes anyway? No, we had the choice. We just didn't have that special siyata d'shmayo, but it paved the way for future Baal Tshuva. But then he quotes now from the Shvile Pinchas, the, the Dayan in, uh, in Bells. He quotes the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah, We know in the halachic realm, if I'm not mechuyiv in a mitzvah, I can't be motzi someone else in the mitzvah. Even if I was already yotzi, I could be motzi the person. If I heard shofar already, if I heard megillah already, I could do it for another person. But maybe in the larger life sense, not in the specific mitzvah sense, right? If I'm not in the parsha, I can't take part in helping you get through it. And he gives the mashal. If a chacham, if a great tzaddik is totally not in the realm of this avera, then how is he going to be able to ask for tshuva for this Avera? How is he going to be able to be mishtatef if he's not falling from his own madrega? If somebody falls down into the mud and their friend wants to take him out of the mud, that other friend has to realize he's got to get dirty in order to save his friend. If he's not ready to get muddy, so then you're not going to be able to save me. You have to take the first two feet. Two feet. You know, it doesn't mean you have to cover yourself in mud. But you have to be able to get a little dirty. If you're in a makom batuach, right, you're, and you're not gonna, you know, put yourself in at all. You know, save somebody who's drowning, you gotta get wet. V'chein Aaron HaKohen. Aaron HaKohen. Chazal had it again. He had Bechir HaChavshis, but part of what happens was that we wanted Aaron to be part of the Am Yisrael. And by being nichshal with the rest of us, that, that made him so much greater. A leader that's with us. Not that we wanted him to be nichshal, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu had orchestrated the events in this way. So he's so to speak. When now he brings the karbonos on our behalf, Right, as the Mishkan being a tikkun for the Egel, the fact that Aaron was a little, not as much, he wasn't dancing around, but the fact that he was part of it makes him even more appropriate to be our Kohen Gadol than had he not been involved at all. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu was not the Kohen Gadol. Moshe Rabbeinu did not achieve kapara for us. He didn't. He was a levy. He wasn't the Kohen Gadol. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says. Come close to the Mizbeach and do your chatos. You will bring kapara. And remember what Chazal say? Aaron HaKohen was embarrassed. He's like, me? No, you're the best one. You're the best one for this job. 
Because people can relate to you. People realize you're one of them. Right? You're not somebody, a, a tzaddik who, who can't relate to, right? The, we've mentioned uh, often, it's not just about what a person knows, but his relatability and his connection to Am Yisrael. That's so important for a leader, not just to know, but to know how to bring it. I think we mentioned, uh, maybe we'll get back to this Gemara B'Hashem a little bit later, but the Gemara in Sukkot, Rabbi Yechon Zakai, maybe we mentioned this even recently in one of the Shirim, I don't remember. But Rabbi Yechon Zakai was the smallest of the Talmidim. Remember, 80 Talmidim of Hillel, 20 of them as great as the days of Moshe, and 20 of them as great as the days of Yeshua. And then Godel Shabakulan, the Benonim, Yonas of Uziel, Katan Shabakulan, Rabbi Yechon And the Gemara goes through and lists off all the great things of Rabbi Yechon Zakai, all the Chachma that he knew. Maybe we'll get back to that. But the question is, he was the Katan Shabakulan, but who was the Godel Adar? He was. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. He was the God of Ladar. Why do he was the God of Ladar? What, 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 but he was the God of Shabakulan. But he was the one that was able to relate. He was the one that was able to transmit. Not just what he knew, but he was able to connect. And Aaron Cohen was able to connect. The Oyev Shalom and the Rodev of Shalom. And being part of this whole story. Because right, you can't be a for them turning over unless you take part. And he gives another mashal of the uh, of a kli only if one the out uh, if you're tovel a kli but kli the gemara in chagiga is is uh, tells us uh, you're only allowed to do it if the outer kli is tummy. Okay, we won't do that right now. But then he adds another sefer on the bottom right now, the sefer Chuos Chain, who says. Moshe Rabbeinu broke the luchos. He smashed the luchos. Okay, according to one day, of Solveitchik pointed out, he thinks it's a historical machlokas. Some days in the Medrash say that he dropped the luchos. They became very heavy. How they became very heavy? There's a Medrash that says the letters started flying off the luchos. What does that mean? The letters started flying off. They were engraved. They were, there was air where there was supposed to be letters. So if the, the letters started flying up, so that the, those airspace became closed up. So the luchos got much heavier. It was more stone there. So he dropped the luchos. That's one day, uh, one opinion in the, in the Medrash. Fascinating why, why that is. But Pashas is that he smashed the luchos. Explains the Sefer, Shuas Chain. He dafka smashed it. No, when he got angry, he saw them dancing, and he broke the luchos. A question that many ask, why do you have to break the luchos? Just put him down. Put down the luchos, and when they're ready to get the luchos, uh, then he'll give him back when they do tshuva. The answer is, he's as similar to this idea. Now we're bringing Moshe in, not just Aaron. Moshe saw them. It wasn't just pure anger. He had love. And he's like, how in the world am I going to bring these people back? I'm totally not relatable to them. I've been on our Sinai. I've, I've, been, I've been an Ola up there. What did he do? In order to bring them up, he brought himself down. And what did he do? He broke the luchos in anger. So what did he do? He broke the luchos. What does the Gemara say in Shabbos? Somebody who breaks things in their anger. You, Beinecha, Kilo, Ovid, Avodazara. So says the Chuos Chain. So Moshe Rabbeinu put himself in the Parsha. Put himself in the Parsha. I want to bring you guys up. So I need to go get a little muddy. I gotta go a little bit into the mud in order to bring you back up. And that's exactly what Moshe did. Top of the next column. Al Yidei Shachara Aposhal Moshe. Vishiberes Aluchos. Kaviyachal Kilo Ovedavodazara. Again, Keilu. Me'ain. Me'ain Apagam. Shel Bene Yisrael. Shasu Asaegel. Vaidezeh. Hayamosha Bene Bechinas Mechuyabadavar. Viyachal Ladechavasan. And even what we just had. Right, we're Motsoi Shushan Purim here. What the Pasik say? And the Gemara Darshan's it. Mordechai. Mordechai wanted to achieve Kapar also. Vayavar Mordechai Vayasakal Shirtsifsa Lavester. Chazal Darshan Vayavar. Rashi quotes, they fasted Pesach that year. Right, Mordechai said, the whole story, if you remember, the whole story of, uh, where the action is. Again, it took about four years after Vashti died till Esther was appointed. But from the time that Haman decided on his day, when did he decide? The beginning of Nisan. The beginning of Nisan is when he picked out Adar. 
And by the 16th of Nisan, you know, 17th of Nisan, Haman was already dead. Right? The whole, the whole action took place for a couple of days. So, Moshe, uh, Mordechai tells Esther, we gotta do something. Esther says, okay, fast for me for three days. What were those three days? 14th, 15th, 16th of, of Nisan. Pikuach Nefesh. Anything is Doche, Pikuach Nefesh. They fasted in Pesach that year. Right? They didn't have the Seder that year. So Mordechai violated. Right? He was misakain to violate. Same idea, maybe. Mordechai didn't do anything wrong. So he did a little, a little something in order to put himself also with the Klau. In order to help bring them up. Mordechai also came bedafka. Again, he goes on for a number of pages. I just gave you this uh, through the next piece. Venire, and that's and that's Dafka. After the Egel, now Rashi says, now the Mishkan. Now the Mishkan could have you as its head. Because now you are a Kohen Gadol who could bring Kapara for Klai Yisrael. Venira, line 26. Again, we think about it. No, what? Akadosh Baruch Hu orchestrated the events. Not that Aaron Cohen, he was at four, he was something, something, uh, the Shemets of, a, of an Avera. But Akadosh Baruch Hu needed that, needed that for, to be the leader that's going to bring Kapara. And his children in his place, as we know. Aaron Cohen's place. He gave of his own Ruchnias. And Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu came to the greatest of his heights as a Manig. Giving of one's own. We mentioned in the past the Hakdama of the Chassam Sofer to Yeridea, where he talks about that was the godless of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was Moser, his own Nefesh Ruchani. Right? His own Ruchnius. Says the Chassam Sofer, you don't think he could have been as great as Chanoch and, and connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and just become an, a Malach? You know, Avram Avinu couldn't have done that? Of course he could have done that. But he didn't think that's what Akadosh Baruch Hu wanted from him. He says, I have to spend my life talking to, to atheists to try to get them to believe in Akadosh Baruch Hu, even though I could just sit by myself and philosophize and reach higher heights. That's not what Hashem wants from me. And that's exactly Aaron and Moshe and Mordechai, and that's what makes a great, le- a great Jewish leader, one who sees where the Am is and has to go into the mud a little bit in order to be able to, to, um, to bring them up. And he, in the continuation, he talks about the Karni Ahod. Moshe Rabbeinu was only Zochet to the Karni Ahod after the second Luchos, because those were the ones after he was Moser Nefesh for Klai Yisrael. And a lot, a lot connects to this uh, idea. Okay. Let's continue and move right along. So the Pazak tells us, as we just alluded to, again, we're not going to focus on the first Aliyah to, uh, this year. Moshe Rabbeinu comes close to the Machanet. Uh, he sees the Egel, he sees them, the circles around the Egel, right? Many Mepharshim point out that's what he was mad about. It wasn't just they were, they were Ones. Oh, where's Moshe? We're stuck. They were dancing. They were besimcha about it. Moshe gets very angry. He throws from his hands the Luchos. He breaks them. He breaks them. Says Rashi, quoting the Gemara in Shabbos, Moshe made a kavachomer. Why did he break the luchos? It was a kavachomer. Omer lahem, ma pesach, shehu echad mina mitzvos. Carbon pesach is only one mitzvah. And yet, a mumar is not allowed to eat the carbon pesach. A heretic cannot take part. Omer Torah, kol ben nechar lo yochal bo. Ha-Torah kulakan. The whole Torah is here. What's here? The luchos. Or Sadigon and others say all the Torah is somehow embedded in the Asaras Adibros. So the whole Torah is here. Or maybe the Asaras Adibros symbolize, uh, all of Torah. So they made a Kavachomer. A Kavachomer. If the Karman Pesach, which is only one mitzvah, a Mu'ar can't partake in, the whole Torah. And they're all Mu'arim. Of course, Klai Yisrael cannot partake of it. So let's see the words of the Imre Shefer of Shlomo Kluger here in source number four. So he quotes that Kavachomer from the Gemara and Shabbos that's found in Rashi. Ulachara yesh ladas. Just like we learn Rashi today, Rav Shlomo Kluger, 150 years ago, also was bothered and read Rashi like we read Rashi. And he asked the question, 
What's bothering Rashi? Right? That's, there have been hundreds, hundreds of Svarim written about that topic. What's bothering Rashi? So here, Shlomo Kluger asks, Rashi doesn't quote every Gemara drasha that's on every Pasuk. He picks and chooses. Almost, I don't know what percentage, but I would say even in the 90s, what percent of Rashi al Torah is based on Midrashim. So the Godless of Rashi is not just Quoting and knowing all the Midrashim, but which part of the Midrashim does he quote? Which part of the Gemara, how he quotes it, which does he not quote? Every single aspect of Rashi is, uh, is godless. I mentioned in the past the amazing thought of, uh, the comment of Rabbi Tom, Rashi's grandson, who mentioned once that I could fathom, though we can't, I could fathom how my grandfather wrote his Sefer on the Gemara. Right? I could fathom that. I can't fathom how he wrote his Sefer on Chumash. Can't fathom. Rabbi Tam couldn't couldn't fathom, you know how Rashi ala Rashi ala Torah Rashi ala Torah. The other Rishonim were so amazed by Rashi that they put him into the halacha. Right, right. Look at the Gemara. How, how, this is an halacha in the Gemara. You have to do Shnai Mikra and once Unkelis. You could say Unkelis because Unkelis was before the Gemara. But now we oh now we say oh Rashi also you could do. What do you mean Rashi you could do? Rashi was five or six hundred years after the Gemara. How did Rashi get into that halacha? The Rishonim put him in. The Rishonim put Rashi into, you could do Rashi too. That's amazing. Thinking about the, the, the COVID and how they held Rashi, right? How they held up Rashi. Anyway, so Shlomo Kluger says, what's bothering Rashi here? Why does Rashi quote this Chazal, this Kalvachomer on this Pasik? What's, what's unusual in the Pasik that made Rashi add this? Venera, line 10. Davikashala Rashi, right? There's a Korean exiv. He doesn't focus on that, but, um, Vayashlech, Miyadov or Miyado, not going to get into that right now. He threw from his hands the Luchos. Well, where, where else did he throw it from? Vayashlech has a Luchos. He was holding the Luchos. We know that. Right? What's, says there's no Kluger, that's the word that bothers Rashi. What do you mean he threw it from his hands? The Havikashal Rashi. He threw the luchos. must be doesn't mean hands here. You find sometimes in in, uh, in Tanakh, miyadav from his hands means from his from his own decision, from his own from his own essence. From you, it's because of you. Because of you it happened. So he he threw it based on his own decision. From his own hands. It wasn't anybody pushing him to do it. Not his literal hands. Hashem didn't tell him to do it. So it's Mefurish in the Pasik, says of Shlomo Kluger, that Moshe Rabbeinu decided himself. Remember the Gemara in Shabbos, Chazal, three things that Moshe did on his own and Hashem was mosque him to. But one of them was this one, he broke the Luchos. Shlomo Kluger says it's already alluded to that it was his own decision in the text of the Torah. Mi Yadav. He threw it from his own, from his own decision. So now Rashi has to explain. If it was in his own decision, well, what was that decision? How did he decide that? That's the Chazal. That's the Gemara in Shabbos. How do you do that? And how does it say? What status of Kedusha did the Luchos have? So the answer is, yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu made this Kavachomer. Beautiful. So, what bothered Rashi? And that, what bothered Rashi is a secret to the whole story of Moshe Rabbeinu breaking the Luchos himself, Midaito, one of the three Dvarim, Shasa Moshe Veskim HaKadosh Baruch Al, Al Yado. Okay. So Moshe Rabbeinu has his work cut out for him. He breaks the Luchos, and then it's up to him to start asking forgiveness from HaKadosh Baruch So the Pasuk tells us he starts... Moshe Rabbeinu goes and says, Atem chatasem chata gadola. 
you know, I'm going to go and see what I could do. You wait here, I'm going to go see what I could do. So in Pazach Lamid, it doesn't bother us that Moshe Rabbeinu says, Atem chatasem chata because he's talking to the Jewish people, and he said, you did something terrible. You just wait here, and I'm going to see what I could do. But the next Pazach, he goes up to Hashem, and starts his asking for forgiveness. Vayasha Moshe el Hashem vayomar, Ana chata ha'amazeh, chata agedola. Vayasu lehem elohei zahav. They did a terrible sin. Please forgive them. And if not, I ask you to take me out of Jewish history. As we know, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not in last week's parsha. So ask the Oiv Yisrael, ask the Apterav. Why is that Gedola in there? He's trying to get forgiveness here. So fine, when he turns to B'nai Yisrael, he could say, you did a Chatah Gedola. But the next puzzle should be Hashem, come on. What'd they do? They did a little, you know, a mech, a miss-up. You know, shogeg. Why is he calling it Chakah Gedola to HaKadosh Baruch That's the question of the, of the Oiv Yisrael. Who's Oiv Yisrael? And he wants to find some defense. So ask the Oiv Yisrael in source number three. Right, why is it? L'chari Yipaleh. Chimosh Rabbeinu al-Vashalam Raya Mehemna. Yekatrig al-Yisrael chas v'shalam. Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to be makatrig, prosecuting. He's being magdol v'chait. How can he say chata gedola? So, two ideas. Two ideas that Oiv Yisrael is going to, uh, is going to have. Achein kasher yaskel v'yizbon in adam belibo. Says Oiv Yisrael, when we think about it, yeda v'yavin be'emes, there's no greater onesh than the sin itself. The sin that impurifies us. The sin that distances us from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That itself, that feeling of guilt, that feeling of, of uh, not living up to our potential, says that itself is the worst onesh in the world. That we violated the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? And what comes out of here, We separated from the, from the root of life. When we do something wrong, right, like Lahavdil, but not so Lahavdil. When a child disappoints a parent, I had... Yesterday was Purim, so I had somebody in my house that was crying to me. Obviously, he was not, um, you know, all there. But he was all there. He was all there. But he was whispering to me that um, he feels that feels that he, he doesn't give enough nachas to his, to his father. doesn't give enough nachas to his father. Your father loves you. It's going to be good. And, but but the, just the, without any punishment, it's just the feeling that I messed up. The feeling that I messed up itself you know, is, is the biggest punishment. Says the Oiv Yisrael. Moshe Abedin turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and says, Hashem, they did such a huge Aveira. Isn't that enough punishment already? They don't need any more punishment. Right? That's, that's the, the defense. Wait, wait, how can Moshe say Chata Gadola? He's emphasizing it because he doesn't want them to get anything more. Rak Yargilas, well, what do we have to do? Yischari Pekolavavo Be'emes Ala'avar. Rak Yargilas Atzmolasas Komaisa Vinyana Bemitun Rav. We have to do everything with patience. For Yishavadas, we have to think about what a Kaddish Baruch would want. Turn over. Vinimsa, Kishachoshe Belivo Kolanao. Azbavada Yishlotzar Godomize. Ain Lisharal Al Shehimra Ratzan Hashemisbach. Just that itself. That itself. Well, many Mepharshim point out that every chet does two things. Rav Salvechik writes this in Al Tshuva. It's metame, and it's mechayiv, and it's metame. It's mechayiv and onesh, but it's metame. It impurifies me, right? It, it distances me from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the greatest onesh. So Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, Hashem, isn't this enough? It's a huge chet. They're so far from you. You're going to do something else. You're going to wipe them out. They realize it. Sha'asu, line nine. Via Hefsid Rav, Meri Chukam, 
Misharsham, Harama, Bakodesh. They were so high. Umlayambusha, and look, look where they fell from. They were the Matan Torah, and they went far down. They don't need anything more. Answer number one. Right? Maybe, maybe almost every thought in the Oiv Yisrael has to do with Avas Yisrael. And defending Klai Yisrael. That's how he got his name. That's what he named the Sefer. But, uh, so says the Abdurab, number one, Chata Gedola, because they don't need any more Onish. Number two. Number two. Oh, yeh shlom ar bofan achir. So the Gemara tells us in Masechah's brachas in the last paragraph, V'yahatas Hashem alokecha, b'chalavavcha b'shnei Yitzrecha, love Hashem with both your Yitzers. And the obvious question is, how can I love my Shem with my Yitzhahara? My Yitzhahara, doesn't that work against me? The Yitzhahara is, is, is anti. Tries to get me to be, to be further. Says the Oiv Yisrael, the Yitzhahara was also created by Hashem. And he's also a Shliach. And he would love for us to beat him. How many opponents of ours would love to lose? Only the Yitzhahara. He would love to lose. He's, he's, um, created to put up a good fight. He's created to make it really hard for us. But ultimately, if we defeat him, he'll be very happy. The Yitzhara doesn't get any hana when he causes people to sin. He has to. You know, somebody's got to do this job. So he's got this job. Right, he was created to seduce. But if a person overcomes, imagine the schar for overcoming, for overcoming the eight Sahara. Right, Hashem doesn't need right more angels. Right, Hashem needs right holy angels. Right, the Kutzker. I need holy people. I don't need holy angels. I have enough holy angels, the Kutzker says. I need holy people, meaning overcoming the Yitzhahara. But it's very hard for us. And the Yitzhahara is trying to do a shlichus to be able to put up a good fight and cause us to do the wrong thing. The Nimsa line at the bottom. So, and love Hashem b'shnei Yitzrecha, right? Even with the Yitzhahara, and recognize, right? Recognize that He also plays a function, plays a major role. Top left, we're still within number two. Vihine, but but one might think, I just wish I didn't have the Yitzhahara. Wouldn't that be better for me? Wouldn't that be better for me if I didn't have the Yitzhahara? Vihine. Shalom, this, this relates to, we're not going to get into it now, about the Adam and Chavachet, what they were thinking before and after. But um, we've spoken about that in the past. What do I need this for? I don't need the Schar, I don't need the Yitzhahara, just, just take it away. Take away my Bechira. Let me just serve you straight. If I mess up, it's, I don't want to take the risk. I'm a conservative guy. I know I'm going to lose a lot of reward, but I also will lose a lot, will lose a lot of punishment. No risk. I'm good. That's just my personality, we might say. Says the Oiv No, no. Thank Hashem for the Yitzhahara. Thank Hashem. Because the Schar is limitless. Right, it's so much hidden there. Right, to earn it, to earn it, to work hard and to fight through it. We'll have to get some sar and and some discomfort in order to fight. But when we when we have it in the proper perspective, when we realize everything in the world is from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so just love Hashem and thank Hashem for every situation that come up, no matter. How challenging it is. So everything, we have to have that attitude that everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But when we fall, now we're bringing it, we're almost there at his answer. 
But when we fall, isn't it, isn't it terrible? You know, it's such a, it's such a, let me add this line. Isn't it such a chil Hashem when we fall? Right? It's such a chil Hashem. He's supposed to be a shlich of HaGadosh Baruch when he overpowered us. No, but think of it the opposite way. Think about the Kiddush Hashem when we overcome. Think about the Kiddush Hashem when somebody gets their life back in order and does tshuva and the forgiveness HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives. That's an unbelievable Kiddush Hashem. It shows Hashem still loves us. Hashem has compassion upon us. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says. It's a huge sin, Hashem, but if you help them do tshuva, what a huge Kiddush Hashem that's going to be. That's going to be even greater than than anything before. They they all did a cheta egel. It's huge. But that just demands a greater Kiddush Hashem. I see a greater Kiddush Hashem on the horizon, HaKadosh Baruch And that's what he says. Lazarus kavana ritsuya yamosha rabbeinu gamkein mispala Hashem izbar sheyimchol lechet liyisrael achet hazeh hagadol. Right, and then forevermore people will, and we will remember and recognize the, the, um, Slich and Mechila that was given in the power, the power of Chufa. So the Oiv Yisrael says, why does Moshe Rabbeinu say Chata Gedola? Number one, because the Chet itself is such a punishment, they don't need any more punishment. Or number two, the Chet is so great, so if you, and, and we recognize that every situation in life is to be thankful for, and could come out with some positive purpose, so if you forgive this great sin, what a great Kiddush Hashem that will be. Okay. So Moshe Rabbeinu, now, here it's forgiveness. So it's a little lace ratzon. So Moshe's like, okay, I'm going to use this opportunity to ask all my questions that I've always had. Right? All the questions that I have built up, I'm going to ask them all now. Here we go. Hashem, could I understand you, please? Show me your ways. I just got forgiveness. I'm on a roll. Maybe Hashem's like in a good mood. Right? Please let me understand your ways. And what does Hashem answer? And then he says, And then he says, And then he says, You can't. No matter what kind of good mood I'm in, you can't understand me. Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? And Chazal tell us two thoughts on this Pasik. Chazal tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu was asking Tzadik Varal or Rosh That's what he was asking. And there's a machlokas in Mesechah's Brachas whether he received an answer or not. We seem to paskin that he did not receive an answer. He did not receive an answer. V'rabim Shoalim, Chafetz Chaim, source number five. We have so many questions why is he rich? Why is he poor? Why is he sick? Why is he healthy? Could be in our in our limited viewpoint. It seems like the Ani is just as much of a tzaddik as the Ashir. And this person, you know, has has as Nachas and has his his kids are all, you know, getting married, and his kids are all having children, and his kids are all healthy, and his kids are all and this person is having Tsaris Rahman Right, and it seems that they're both tzaddikim, and they're, so it's not fair. Vizedome says the, uh, says the Chavetz Chaim, I'll give you a mashal, as he often did. A guest comes to shul, and he sees the Gabai, Machalik, Alios, Lakoin, Levi, Benadarm. He sees the Gabai gives the Kohen from this Kohen and that Levi, and he gives three Alias from this table, and two Alias from that bench, and he gives out the Alias. And he goes over to the Gabai after the Alias. He's like, I don't understand. You didn't give anybody from that section. You didn't give anybody from this row. What's your problem? What are you doing? I don't understand what, what, what you're doing. I, could you explain to me? The guy says, Mister, you're only here this Shabbos. You have no idea who I, I gave Elias to that to that section last Shabbos. You don't know what I'm going to do next Shabbos. You're here for one Shabbos. You think you know everything about how the Rishul runs? You think you understand everything? You think, oh, this, this is the Baltfila and this is the, he says, you're here one week. You know, you it's impossible. It says the Chavetz Chaim. That's our viewpoint. We come to shul for a week. We come to shul for 120 years. Right? We think we can understand everything. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you know, you know what happened 500 years ago? It's all connected. You know what's going to happen in another 200 years? It says, what, which coin I'm going to use? Which Levi? 
Line five. Kane on the next page. Kainu Mamish Binyanenu. Haadam Bala Olamaze Lirigoyim Achadim. A person comes to this world for a few moments. We want to know answers to all our questions. You might see his grandparents, it's the opposite. And families go up and down. And that's Galgalachoser. You have no idea. And this, and this difficulty that this family is going through, because they're going to have a great granddaughter that's going to need a schus, and this Yisurin is, we have no idea. We have no idea. Our days are short. Yemei Adam Ksarim Ma'od, says the Chafetz Chaim. Veneros Olam Inyana B'cholakefam. We have to know we're a guest. Right? We're just passing through, like the Chafetz Chaim's other story. Right? We come to Shul one Shabbos. We can't, we can't expect to understand everything. And then he says in the footnotes, other times the Chafetz Chaim gave a different mashal of a, of a guest that comes to a hotel. And he doesn't like how the hotel is being run, and why is breakfast this hours, and why is that, and why, why is this furniture over here? And the whole hotel says, "What are you? What are you doing? You're not here in the winter. You're not here in the summer. You're not here. Just you're, you're not here. You, you can't. You don't have that 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 wide vision." So the Chavetz Chaim says, "That's what we have to think about." Tzadik Varalo, we can't understand it. We can't understand it. Okay. But the question was, and what does the Kaddish Baruch say? You can't see my face. You can't see my face. Many mefarshim. And I gave it to you this year from Rev Salvechik. Give the same shot. What does it mean? You can't see my face. Or uh, I'll read you the next pasuk. Line pasuk of Gimel. Again. You can't, you can't see my face. You'll see my achorai. You'll see my back. Because I'll say the back of the tefillin, the kasher shel tefillin. So what does that mean? We'll see Hashem's back. We won't see his front. The Gemara says sometimes, there's a, gives that, I, says it in one place, that one of the rabbi, one of the Amoram, one of the Tanaim said, oh, I saw, I don't know if it was, I don't remember which one, Rabbi Mayer's back. It's Rabbi Mayer's back. And if I would have seen his front, oh, I would have had even greater understanding. Right? Seeing a front is greater. So the, the Rav Salvechik writes, as others do, front means present. Back means hindsight. Right? Looking back. When you see a face, you see it right now. We can't understand the Kaddish Baruch Hu right now. Similar idea to what we were just talking about. The frontal view on line 7, Lerosa's Panay, is not illuminating. But in retrospect, years later, when God has already passed by, Interpretations suggest themselves, and understanding is frequently possible. Glancing backwards, achorai, we could discern contours of meaning. And he writes, Judaism does not accept the existence of the irrational in human life. Right? We know there's a balabira. We know even though things sometimes don't look orderly, but we know there are orderly. What was the purpose of the first exile of the Jewish people 3,500 years ago? Right, what was the tachlis of Shibud Mitzrayim? The first Jew that Hashem met, he says to the Avram Avinu, by the way, your, your descendants are going to be in a really tough spot for a couple hundred years. Oh, I wonder, we just started the conversation. Well, what, what do you, it's obviously not an Onesh. It can be an Onesh because we didn't do anything yet. Right, Hashem knew that we were going to sin. Mechiris Yosef. As we spoke last year about Shabbos Agadol. It's part of the divine plan. Part of the divine plan. And Beth Hashem will talk about it again. Um, in a couple of weeks. It welded 12 tribal families into one nation through their shared suffering. Right? It created an achtos, a gibush, as is said these days. Right? A, a, a connecting. They entered Egypt fragmented and emerged united. Right? The suffering in Egypt apparently was intended to refine and cleanse the Jewish character, to remove the dross of moral impurities, to heighten their ethical insensitivity. The chulu. Right, so much, so many of the halachos in the Torah end off, do this halacha, how often is that said? Be sensitive, be thoughtful, because you know what it's like to suffer. You know what it's like to be on the other side of the, uh, of the situation. And says Rav Salvechik, that's, that's ufanai lo yero, but reisem ezacharai. You'll understand my back. You'll understand my back. That's what you have to, uh, understand. Okay.
I'm just not going to read because I want to try to see if we could get through the other two thoughts for the evening. So after the Ega, we also have some mitzvahs in this week's parsha. Maybe a meshachachma l'shitaso. I think we mentioned one of these before, but I don't know if we ever put them together. Meshachachma points out, as often only he could point out, we have in Lama Dalid, Chav Gimel, Chav Dalid, we have the, uh, the Chagim in the midst of Alila Regal. Alila Regal, Shalosh Pamim Bashana, Yerakos Ochercha, Espeni Hadon Hashem. Three times a year you have to go see HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be seen, Kiorish Goyim Ipanecha, Verchlach Yisgulecha, Velo Yachmanish Zartzacha. We have a promise from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Don't worry about it. You are, your land is going to be safe where, when you go up. Your land is going to be safe when you go up to uh, Ali Laregel. It's interesting, the Meshachachma points out that back in Parshish Mishpatim, we also have the same mitzvah. Shalosh Pahim Bashana, source number 10. And it does not give this promise. The promise is not there. What, why? What's the difference? Mishpatim and Kisisa. So the Meshachachma says... Chazal already pick up on it, but he notes it even in the Psukim. That's the Lashitaso here. B'nai Yisrael's level pre and post Egel affected even the Torah Shibachsaf. Even formulations in the Torah, in the Psukim, are affected based on what level we were on pre and post Egel. Before the Egel, we didn't need a promise. We were on such a level, it was all taken care of. Noah, the Gemara says in Erevin, No nation would have ever been able to overcome us. We would never have gone into Golos. Moshe Rabbeinu would have taken us into Eretz Yisrael. We wouldn't need a promise. It's only after Chet Egel. Only after Chet Egel we needed that promise. We needed that promise. So when I saw this, I'm like, hey, hey, that fits into the Meshachachma in Parshas Re'eh. In Meshachachma, Parshas Re'eh, we had a Shabbat Shuvah drasha about this about 10 years ago. He says, there's one letter, one letter that's flipped in a phrase that the Torah has twice. And if you look, in Mishpatim it says, is in line 11, source 11, Anshei Kodesh Tiyunli, you shall be Anshei Kodesh for me. If you look in, um, later on, where does he quote it? Later on he quotes it, line 25. Ki am Kadosh Ata. What's the difference between Kodesh and Kadosh? Says the Meshachachma, and again, we don't have time to go through it all, the difference we might say between Tashmishe Mitzvah and Tashmishe Kedusha. Tashmishe Mitzvah has Kedusha, Atzitzis, Shofar, Lulav, Sukkah. It has Kedusha implanted upon it, but it's not inherent in the item. Tashmishe Kedusha, that was Tashmishe Mitzvah. Tashmishe Kedusha, Tefillin, Mezuzah. Say for Torah, that's inherent Kedusha, it's forever, it has to be buried. Anshe, that's, that's Tashmishe Kedusha. Says the Meshachachma, without going into the why now, pre-Egel, we were Anshe Kodesh. We had Kedusha put upon us, but it wasn't part of who we are. But Hashem saw the danger after the Chaita Egel. And he said, if I don't make these people inherently Kadosh to me and create a situation where they can never leave me and I can never leave them, it's not going to work. So he made them into Kadosh. Ki am Kadosh ata. There's a base of Levi Drasha about that. But Lashitasa the Meshachachma, pre and post. Pre and post Chaita Egel, in terms of the levels that we were, that we were on. Okay, a one-line Kotzker. A one-line Kutzker, source number 12. The Kutzker, many of the Kutzker thoughts are just one-liners. The Kutzker says on the last passage in the Parsha, he put a masveh. Moshe Rabbeinu put a, put a, a mask upon him, right? Because his face was shining, he put a mask on. Says the Kutzker, no, he didn't. He didn't put a mask on him. Moshe Rabbeinu walked around with a veil. No, he didn't walk around with a mask. Rock. Shehister es atzmo yuso. He hid his magical spiritual state. That was his godless. His face shone, but he was able to, so to speak, hold it in. So that he knew it, then he felt it, but he was able to, to, to hold it in. 
And that's godless too. When even our Kedusha doesn't jump out and flow and and burn up. Remember the Gemara? That Rabbi Shemachai comes out of the cave. What he and his son do, everything they looked at. Zap, they burned everything up. That, that Kedusha was not held inside. Or even the question that the Bali Musar asked. Remember that Gemara I alluded to before? Rabbi Yochem and Zakai, right? He was the smallest of the students. The Gemara says about the greatest of the students. Rabbi Yonasem Nozio, the Gemara says in Sukkot Chavches, Bishasha Yoshev Vaosik Matara Kal Ofsha Parechala Mianisraf. Whenever he used to learn, birds above him used to get burned up. There used to be fire. Why birds are coming? Machlok is Rashi Tosas. Rashi says the angels that were made of fire used to come and listen to his Torah. That burned up the birds. Tosas says, no, it was like Harsinai. The fire at Harsinai. Either way, the birds burned up. So Rabbi Yonas ben Oziel, right, he was the greatest of the Talmudim of Hillel. So when he learned, birds burned up. So they ask, and what about Hillel the Rebbe? This was the greatest of the Talmudim. So what about Hillel the Rebbe? I don't remember who says this. Maybe it's the Kusker, I don't know. So the godless of Hillel was that birds didn't burn up. Didn't burn up. There's a godless to be able to control our Kedusha, to control our Ruchnius. And maybe that's the same shot that Hillel did, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu did, did, uh, did here. Just one line about Parshas Para that we have here from the Be'er HaChayim, just to, to think about. He quotes this from the Kashat Sermagid. I didn't give it to you from the OAB, from the Avodas Yisrael, um, the Kashat Sermagid, but he quotes it and then he continues, which we're not going to read. Feel free to read it after. But he writes that the Pasuk tells us in the beginning of Chukas, by Dabar Hashem Moshe Valaron Lemar, Zos Chukas Atar Shetziv Hashem Lemar. It says Lemar twice. What's the, the emphasis of Lamar? Lamar just means to tell Klai Yisrael. What's the second Lamar? Lamar, because there's gonna time, gonna come a time in history when we don't have the Paraduma. So how are we gonna purify ourselves? Lamar by saying it. Lamar by, by reading it in the Torah. The power of Tara, of Parsha's Para, though we don't have a Paraduma today, comes from the Kriya Saparsha. So as we read Parsha's Para, which according to some we've shown him, Minority of Rishonim is Daraisa, but we assume whether it is, it's Takana that goes back a long time. Let us recognize that the Torah could come through the reading, through the appreciating, through the getting ready for Nisan as we, as we are now on the march in the Dalat Parshios, Parachodesh, Nisan. So let us all focus on that, try to purify our hearts and purify our souls as we head towards the Chodesh Hageula. We'll stop here.